Or thank you, uh, thank you, Brother Richard, and uh, thank you for Sister Zini. And actually, uh, Reverend Kiel can explain about how you beautiful your family are working and serving in this ministry for long. So it's been a privilege to me today to be here. Please forgive me, my voice is not good. I hate my voice right now. It's very husky. I don't feel very comfortable to speak, so many of you understand my situation. I don't like this voice. <laughs> I want to have a very clear voice, but in fact, I feel very uncomfortable to speak. So, this is one my apologize to you. If you don't accept that, it's okay, I'm going to shut you. <laughs> and then, I don't think that, they are, that I am worthy of that accommodation, which is sad. You know, I am not meek. I'm not humble. You know, you, please don't misunderstand. <laughs> because genuinely, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. So how do I how do I say that? You know, it's like if someone is asking, I I I have been in missionary for long, so it's like I'm always looking for people to share the gospel. So I've been in, in the mountain. I've been in, in the Muslim area. I've been in, in, in tribal area. Everywhere. And then, I don't know, sometime in a month, you know, I've been sharing gospel, but there's no response. Sometimes thousands, sometimes hundreds, sometimes one by one. In deep in the mountain, you know, you think about that. Is there was no hospital, no cleaning, no dispensary, whatsoever pharmacy, nothing there. And then I share the gospel in the deep in village in Colorado, Cordillera area in the Filipino village. And what happened? One young man came in, and then, you know, he said that, would you, pray, would you pray for me? So I just lay my hand, and then, you know, when I lay my hand on his back, I was surprised, he's like a leper. Mm-hmm. You know, this big mole, like a bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a smaller than, smaller than what you call the uh, uh, golf ball. And in his back, it's like every mole mm-hmm. is uh, actually uh, the place on his back. So I thought that this is an animal, it's not a human. Mm. So I didn't know, naturally I cried. Mm. Because I didn't know what to have. Mm. So I just cried, Lord help him. Mm. And just prayed. So nothing I did, you know, so just prayed. The following morning, the boy came, he's about 28 years old. He said that, sir, can I show you, can I show my body to you? So because something happened. And I just easily just took off the shirt. <laughs> and his body was like clearly very crystal wow. clean mm-hmm. on his back. Entire village was joined. Wow. And then we didn't have an invitation, but to, tonight we have a service. Mm-hmm. So 99% of the village just come together. <laughs> because it was men. <laughs> I was nervous. No, I don't have any power. I don't have any, you know, such a miraculous sign on my hand. What can I do? Because... If I pray for one person, okay. But if I want to pray entire village, you know, what can I do? Men and men and all men and all children together. So I share the gospel. There is no electricity. There is no any kind of the uh, civilization things there. So it's a very ancient, you know, it's like very tribal life. And after that, I pray one by one. The blind was able to see. I never had, you know, I never experienced, because if you experience it, tell me how do I react. <laughs> you know, I never experienced. The blind man's, but the villagers know. 
and, and you know the healing, divine healings and the miracles are taking place. Then at night, I was asking to myself, what did I do? Because I'm nobody. I am nothing. But something really happening. The Lord tell me, so what's going on here? So deep in my heart, I don't have any answer. The following in the morning, in that village, you know, it's a black pig, we call the, uh, uh, like, village pig. Uh, they live together because they made a house like the uh, second floor. The first ground floor mm. is for the pigs and cattle. Mm. Therefore, when they are uh, pooping, and the pigs are waiting for, very hungry for poop. Mm. So, sorry to say that. Mm. So, <laughs> they, they become very bad when there are more pooping. That mm. <laughs> <laughs> village. And entire villagers are around at my house. They're waiting for me. I didn't know what happened. All of them touched by the Spirit of God. All of them. There is no single church. There is no any missionary came in. There is no any Bible and evangelism took place before. It was first time. But the gospel was preached. And Jesus touched them. So, it took two days coming down from the village. Then, I asked myself, the Lord, what can I say there? So, you know, every time when I was when about praying, it, sometimes some places wonderful thing happen, sometimes not. All different kinds of aspects that happen. Then when I came to this area, I met two men of God. The one is Reverend Q. Kim, the other one is Reverend John Lee. Mm-hmm. I still consider them as best friend, whether they consider me yeah. or not. <laughs> <laughs> but please, no matter what they think, I'm okay. <laughs> They are very precious. Thank you. So then, you know, because of them, I came to this area. That's the first time so many people ask me, but in, in Washington, this area, the people are very generous in comparison to the people in Los Angeles. <laughs> Sorry. They are very aggressive in Los Angeles. Because the, one of the largest church there, we call the, uh, uh, the Glory of the Lord Church. That's the, I think, second or third largest church in that area. And uh, the church stayed in uh, Olympic Stadium. Mm. Therefore, there was uh, four nights, uh, revival nights mm. in the church, morning, afternoon, evening. They abused me a lot. <laughs> um, but I never say, this is the first time that I say, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> they abused me because I spoke 11 hours a day. 11 hours a day. So, you know, in the morning, 500 missionaries and ministers there. In the evening, several thousand people there. And so he said, that, would you please pray for one by one? Yes. So I thought that the membership, the church, single church, 1,500, okay. But in fact, 7,000 people came in. 7,000. So how could you pray one by one? So it was the longest prayer that I did. From on Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, until 4 a.m. the following day. I prayed entire days because he made a team, like a youth team, young people team, men and women, and you know, all different team. And then they will play ping pong, they play swim, and you know, outside. And then after three hours, they come in, another team. So that's why in my eyes, oh, 300. 
but it continues the wave of people coming in. So I thought that this is crazy because and then, you know, my, my body got shocked and then, you know, it's like I, my two legs are paralyzed temporarily. So I just fell down literally. So there are two doctors. One is the acupuncture, the other one is the medical doctor. So the Korean, the oriental doctor together with the western medical doctor, they are both professional to how to make this young man to stand once again. So my young legs at the time... <laughs> You know, they just cure. It's like the massage and others. And then they think, oh, that's enough. You can go again. So, <laughs> so I just pray one by one. So that's the uh, 7,000 people in Los Angeles. So that's, I pray, and then it's only five or three, three minutes, you know, that I have some time to go to the airport. And then, oh, in the airport, I will be free. Thank you, Lord. So I was very happy. After everything I've, that I've done, and then I was waiting in the terminal, and then one group of people say, Hi, Pastor Elijah. And then there was a group of people inside of terminal. Because what happened was, he was the manager of Delta Air. He's a Korean man. He's a member of that church. And he was on vacation. And he thought that he is not going to be in line to, pray, to be prayed by me. So he thought that he called on his company and canceled his vacation. And then he tried to make his group coming into the terminal. So inside the terminal, a group of people coming in. <laughs> so there, all people just looking at me, but they didn't care. It's okay, it's okay. And they're just kneeling down in the terminal. Can you believe? And then I pray for one by one. Just before the one minute get bored. <laughs> so they're inside, Lord, thank you. I'm not going to see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Korean explorer. <laughs> <laughs> then I came to Washington, D.C. area. You experience 7,000. Here, 150 is nothing. <laughs> I was extremely happy. Oh, thank you, Lord. I want to see small church. No, no, not big church. Everywhere I go, thousand, thousand, thousand. Here. Thank you. Very small church. Wow. In my mind, I shout, oh, thank you. These are beautiful people. Not group of hundreds. So, you know, but it's beyond my imagination. I was warmly welcome here. So I thought that I'm not worthy. You know, because I consider myself really, really nothing, and I'm nobody. Because Jesus loves me. In comparison to the love that I received from him, I did probably one in a million. I didn't repay a lot. Because, you know, how can I dare, you know, I'm worthy of any kind of commendation? No. You know, I am nothing. Because every time I'm looking for soul to share the gospel, someone will ask me, that's a blessing to me. Because I want to pray for every Muslim, Buddhist, and others. That's my privilege. But someone asked me to pray. Wow. That's a privilege. As long as my body allows. But today, you know, my body is not strong. So, you know, that's I'm so sorry. I want to pray more. But, you know, it's like uh, I, I have, have a, a little bit. Of vitamins of <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it nurses you too. <laughs> would you would you allow me, brother, to change my seat because someone cannot see me? Would that be okay? It seems like you're yes. Thank you. Otherwise, you can just go on 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 the side. Yeah, yeah. You can sit it here. Yes. Yeah. It's it's the two seats. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's much better. So you can look at me very well. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I can see you. Very handsome boy. Thank you. So, brethren, I am very, very happy and privileged to be here, actually. You know, the man like Reverend Q. Kim, oh, you are such a blessing to me. And uh, Brother Richard, oh, I never forget your smile. Oh, that's so lovely. Thank you so much. And also, brethren, uh, are you able to listen to me? So is it more difficult than there? No. Yeah, because someone turned around and I think, you know, yes. But when you have difficulties, feel free to do anything. And um, tonight, I want to share a little bit about some of the topics that I wanted to uh, uh, share. This is not actually a dessert time for me. It's extra blessing because the Sunday is the last service when Reverend Q. Kim asked me that there will be uh, young people's group, young adults' group uh, at the Brother Richard's house. Sorry. And I thought that wow, that's a privilege. Someday also, it's not, uh, it's not, you know, just exaggeration. But someday we'll have more time because about the last days, about the destiny of God, and also the beauty of the church of ministry here. And uh, if we have the leadership training, I hope that we can involve more because this is what you create new uh, revolution from this region because. Your collaboration, your friendship between the church here, I have never seen any other places, even in Los Angeles, in Seattle, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, New York. You know, this is a very unique place. And I think because there are true men of God here. Yeah, so I think because of you are here, you know, the atmosphere is totally changed. And I hope that we can have global leadership here in this region. And I can give my time, you know, uh, if you like me, but if you don't like me, please don't say so. Because, uh, you know, yeah, I have tons of things. I have different topics, and then I'm happy to free talking, free discussion. So I'm rather to receive the questions than to give my any lecture, because, you know, free discussion gives more uh, understandings, and the, uh, the mutual interactions gives also different knowledge. But tonight, let me show you a little bit about the, our destiny according to our scripture. So if you do have your Bible, so I hope that we can read our Bible all together. So would you be able to give my back over there? I have my Bible over here. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Reverend Q. Kim, whether you or someone, so I think I have given you the scriptures today. Yes. That's a first Peter chapter two. Mm-hmm. 
First Peter chapter two verse nine Yes. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. This scripture reading particularly for us is not available to anyone even in time of John Calvin or Martin Luther or even the Constantine the Great, even in the time of Apostle Paul, <coughs> even in the time of anybody in D.L. Moody or George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, these the particular verses are very, very special to us. Um, this one is amazing verses. And uh, I, I, I want you to know these special verses. I didn't speak and preach a lot in different churches, but because what I received, the name of the church, the uh, house of prayer for everyone, that's very divine. And this morning I said that, you know, this is the, the first, the oldest Messianic Jewish congregation, and that not many of theologians deeply understand on the meaning of the church. Therefore, the church has lost its own origin when the church became institution and culture and civilization in the Western world. Therefore, the church has a lot, a lot of the, the problematic system than the, what the Bible says. Because we created the denomination, we created the, the institutional system, we created the creed and dogma, we created all kind of the mass management, we created also all kinds of systems of finance, even more, we created our own ethnic enclaves in the church. Therefore, in, when you look at the church, you know, many of you have questions, is that true church? You know, is it the way Jesus requested to do? So the time was not enough, but you know, many times whenever I preached to myself, it's, it's, it's only my question, whether you judge me or not, but, but I, I, I have to say, okay? To myself, or sometimes, oh, out of 100%, sometimes I name to myself, oh, 1%. Sometimes, oh, 2 point. If maximum 5 point. I have never satisfied my preaching. Because what I wanted to express all the time, oh, what did you do? You did the very little thing. You didn't explain very core things. That's why I was always regretful about my preaching. And, and then, you know, I told you that, that I have, have always accent problem, right? You know, my Korean accent, Filipino accent, British accent, together with a little bit local accent all around. So you can see the mixture. <laughs> so you're not feeling comfortable to listen to me. However, out of that all kind of barrier, I know the truth and the beautiful words. So I want to share, but you know, somehow my limitation always hinders my preaching. Therefore, I have always problem about it. However, it's in, in, in connection to the name of your church in this place, 
and the Messianic Jews and the uh, gathering, all kinds of meaning. I don't know who designed this. Why do I hear, you know, actually preaching in the 10th anniversary? Why did uh, not that Pastor Q Kim explain before? Because he didn't explain never, you know, <laughs> just like, like, you know, like a thunder, you know, my church is a hope. That's all. I didn't know, you know, why he didn't name it, but a lot of questions. Then is it is it true friend of mine? <laughs> is he hiding something to me? Because as far as I just arrived here, I immediately noticed this is divine. The everything what the Lord designed in this area. And then you if you take a look, this is we call Baltimore, Washington, this area, heart of America. And, you know, there are amazing things happening all the time here. And, and so many things. And then suddenly it's like, wow. I have to pray once again. And then the first night when I preached here in this church, I was not able to sleep. I went to bed 1 o'clock a.m. And then I woke up 3 a.m. The Lord, why did you send me here, Lord? Why did I say yes to Pastor Kuki? Wow. So why did I... It's like I'm full. Oh, no, no, no. It's not. I was not satisfied about the preaching to the first time there. So then, you know, I had like, I don't know if you understand or not. Just, I don't want to see anyone. Because they will say, Pastor Kim, what was your message last night? <laughs> if they ask. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't do that. that. That was my parade. And you know what? But the, uh, as I came into the house of Pastor Mimi, I saw joy from the faces of the people. The joy. And that's I envy to have. That's what I want to grab. You know, with the freedom you have on your face. The gladness in your face. No vile things. No any disguise. It's, it's a beautiful face. So I was relieved. <laughs> So that's why I say thank you. And then I started once again, love Pastor Q. Kim. So that's, you know, it's ups and downs. <laughs> so then, you know, I love this church. Truly love this church. And tonight, I am so happy to share this. But before going this topic, let me give you, let me give you a question. Okay, if you want or two, what is the meaning of the United States of America? Anyone can tell me? Yeah, just anything. You are ready to give question, but you are not ready to receive my question. Right? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Oh, yes, yes. And another one? Liberty. Liberty, yes. Both correct. From the French liberty, French democracy, yes. Then? Pursuit of happiness. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then when it comes to nationhood of the United States of America, how do you say? Independence. Independence, yes, that's correct, yes. Okay, and then what are the constituents or the elements of one country to be a nationhood? What are the elements to compose? We the people. I mean. Yes, number one is the people. Yeah. Number two? 
yes government number two number three land territory people government territory so these three things are quite important to be a nationhood so the first nationhood in the bible if you remember it began from we call the promises of god by abraham abraham was such a simple man we call the patriarchal man it is just like one man who has a lot of servants and others but god made promise to him that through you there will be a nation who would come and and after that you know abraham and isaac and jacob you are no longer jacob your name is israel because out of you the nation will come out of you the nation will come the family is different from the nation the family is different from the country the family different from the kingdom so there's a kingdomhood there's a dominion there is a nationhood there is a countryhood so here the different knowledge of the bible when god called abraham he designed one nation but the one nation swallowed up the entire nations of the world to be one nation that is designed in the bible so when it comes to nationhood of israel many people think about israel alone but you know the bible in the beginning is greatly designed for the nationhood of the entire entire nation that's what the book of revelation chapter 1 and 2 and 3 says because it says all the time for languages the every nation every people and every tongue and every tribe and cast their crown unto the feet of Christ and he is the lord of lords and king of kings so here today you know when it's not easy to say the one nation now because several thousand is ago if you say the korean that's only korean people there no dutch no english no japanese and others when it came to thailand all thai people there you know many years ago back in philippine or malay people alone but now when it comes to america is it possible english america british america german america irish america can you say that the spanish america can you say the korean america no america has a lot of different nationalities about what nationalities but a lot of ethnicities therefore the components of the nationhood by the citizens which have many variety in terms of ethnic so that's we call in Matthew chapter 24 verse 13 when the gospel of the lord preached every people but we don't know what is the every people the original word in greek was ethnos but ethnos can be interpreted in four ways some ethnos interpret into nation the gospel will be preached to the every nation that's the first translation second tra- translation the gospel will be preached to every people so ethnos can be translated into every people and then the gospel will be preached to every language because ethnos can be also interpreted into the language and the last one the gospel will be preached to every tribe because a tribe can be interpreted by ethnos that's all so therefore one words we have four different languages so the nationhood we have here today but america we have four different things like we have the native american as the tribal 
as we have like British and Irish, whatever. We have like ethnic group, and we have different languages. Although in America we use American language, that's English. However, there are others, Hispanic, Spanish, different Koreans and Japanese and others we speak. And then some of the Mohegan, some of uh, like tribal Indians, they still speak their Indian language. Therefore, ethnos can embrace for different area, language, nation, people, tribe. And this is a legend written in the Bible when the nationhood was birthed. Not in the land in Canaan, not in the land in Egypt, not in the land in Babylonia, but in the wilderness in Mount Sinai. So there is a mystery because the promises were given to Abraham, but there was no family like nationhood until the time of Jacob. And the Jacob had 12 children. The 12 children become the head of tribal people. We call it 12 uh, tribes of Israel. Do, do you remember? So 70 uh, people just came into Egypt. And then about 430 years, and they became a nation. But they are not called as nation because they belong to the Egyptian empire. Same as like, you know, some of the groups here, probably we believe uh, 30 million Mexican still here living in, in, in southern area. They never call the Mexican in the United States. They are Americans. Same things happen. The, the people living in, in Egypt, they are called the Egyptians, not the Israelites. But there was no word for Israelites at the time. Can't you remember? Then, you know, when 430 years passed, then the God says, okay, I will let you come out of this slavery. And he sent out Moses. And then so signs and wonders are given unto them. You know, someday uh, I'm going to have the lecture on the signs and wonders. You can, you can have wonderful, wonderful taste of Bible study. Sometimes, you know, when we do not understand the Bible study, oh, it's very meaningless. Oh, why do I, oh, why, why Pastor Kim, Pastor Elijah Kim preaching so long? Oh, Lord. Send you angelic for stop him. <laughs> when we do not understand, but when there is like a deep meaning touch in our heart, oh, please extend this preaching. Oh, please more, more. So there's two different reactions. So, but I didn't see today. Preach it, brother. But you know, it's like when you understand the meaning. When you find the meaning of your life, when you find the meaning of your family, when you find the meaning of your entire nationhood, then there is wonderful thing happening because there is a meaning. The meaning brings purpose. The purpose brings the wonderful mission. And therefore, you know, we see the, our meaning seeking. So here, the group of people who are living in, in 430 years in Egypt, and then, you know, the messenger, the deliverer, the savior, the Moses came in and just brought out of them. And then there in the wilderness, about two years in this band, and in the struggling, you know, where, how they go, and then there is disobedience, all the problems. Suddenly the leader disappeared. You know, it's, it's a very awkward thing because he was in the Mount Horeb and just like have the personal dialogue with God on the personal internet because he owned the personal internet. The Wi-Fi to heaven. No one owns the Wi-Fi, so he has only one Wi-Fi there. So that's why he was very happy. But down up there, you know, people didn't know what to do. 
So pronunciation of cough, C-A-L-F, the pronunciation of cough in, in, in Hebrew is the, it's a shape of cough. That's the word cough. It's the pronunciation of God. So it's the same pronunciation. So it's like in, just for instance in Korean word, mal is a word and a horse. English word, word walk, there is walk and there is another walk. So we have same things like that. The God's name is Kaf, or otherwise God himself God. They didn't know what God is, although Moses is in prayer. So they think they just want to honor God. And then, you know, they have to make the image. And that's why they made a golden calf in order to honor God. That's the only way they can do. They have the finger ring, you know, wedding ring. They have the calf uh, uh, ring. Do you remember all the same meaning? <laughs> so, and then they cast out the calf. And what happened when Moses came down, he was very angry because this is not God. You know, that's the image, you know, it's a similar to the image of the Egyptian gods and goddess. So he was very angry. And then he said to the Lord, oh, bring fire down to them. <laughs> in, in fact, you know, the fire down. So, you know, it's, uh, the, the landed, you know, party actually. And the descendants of Korah swelled up by the fire in the land, actually. So it's a huge thing happened. But Moses repented. He's repenting in his heart because if entire people will die, what is the meaning of the name of Israel? Because of disobedience of entire people, you think about two million people, die one day, what is the purpose of the nationhood? There is a strong and beautiful secret. The nationhood of Israel is not for their people. It's for the entire nations. Therefore, he preserved and prayed that the Lord spared them. Instead, you pluck my name out of the book of life in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know the, what a beautiful prayer he did? Then he went up once again, did the 40-day fasting again. And what happened? Amazing thing happened. After he received all the lords and covenants, he came down. And the first word he says, like that, you are a holy nation. That the first word he said, you are a holy nation. There is no land there, but he said the land. You are the holy nation. There is no kingdom yet, but you are a holy nation. And chosen people, and possession of God, and the priest to the nations. So he said another one, we have always domains of three, to be the nationhood. One is the authority, that's the government, the people, the citizenship, the land, the territory. In addition to that, there's a spiritual realm, the spiritual domain that we call the priesthood. So in addition to the secular things, there is another one. So the four things are spoken out by out of Moses' mouth. Say that you are a holy nation and royal people, kingly people. You are not no longer like very kinsmen. You are no longer like subject of one kingdom. You are king's family. You are the prince and princesses. And you are royal family members. And then say that you are the possession of God from the universe. You are not like the Egyptians. You are not like a Babylonian. You are not like the any others. 
but the possession of the Almighty God. And then, not only for that, you are the channel of the every blessing from heaven to the earth. That's a priesthood. So the, these four things are spoken to them, but none of the Israelites understand. Because there is no kingdom yet. There is no king yet. There is no land yet. They are wandering around. They don't have any own land. There is no any people can organize the governments. There is no any system they have. Even more, there is no army. There is no soldiers. So there are no all the things that we consider about the kingdom or nation or country or you know whatever. There is no system yet. But God has spoken. Then from there, from there, can't you remember 1,000 years of history of formation of the nation? That's not only one year. Every step, God is molding, forming, and shaping, and making, and, and just like, you know, progressively, he makes the Israelite to be the nationhood. But there are conditions. There are conditions. They have to live in the Canaan. They call it as holy lands, Eretz Israel. And they have to be holy, not like others, Canaanites, Jebusites, the Hittites, and others. The Hittites and the Greeks and the Romans and others, they, they freely worship their gods. But in these people here in the land, no freedom. No freedom of religion. So God is the number one dictator of the old universe in the world from the creation up to now. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> because God is alone in control. God is alone worthy. He is correct. So, no freedom of religion. And then one more thing. Although they are proclaimed the holy nation, there is no king. How could you say that you are royal family members? I have never had a king in my family. How do I say I'm a king's son? I'm a king's daughter. No, you cannot say that. Because you're, you're, your family background, you have never had any family king. Even more, there's no greater king. You're a very small nation. So the, everything seems very awkward here. But if you remember, the process God made is amazing. He started to train entire nationhood of Israel. In the wilderness, 40 years. Every day, training them. That's what? 24-7 prayer training. So I hate, you know, every in the morning, bum, 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 get up, shout a prayer, and then every time bow, and the bum, bum, and then lunchtime, no, before lunch prayer, 50 minutes, bum, bum, bum. and at 3 o'clock, oh, that's a mighty prayer, so three and a half hours, and then all the time, Shema is repeated. When you hear the first time, Shema is so sweet, but if you hear Shema 40 years, Three times a day. Oh, no, 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 no. Shema. Oh. There is a Shema Ha'is right. No. Because if you don't know the meaning of Shema, if you don't know the meaning of sacrifice, if you don't know the meaning of the Passover, if you don't know the meaning of the all kinds of feast, if you don't know the meaning of the sacrifices, if you don't know the meaning of burnt offering, grain offering, sin offering, peace offering, guilt offering, and then why do I give this tie to the priest? Because I like tie. But the, in the guilt offering said, the best portion of tie from the lamb is for priest. God is so jealous. 
I like it. But you know, all the time, best portion for the priest and for God. The leftover is for the people. Sometimes leftover they want to own. No, no, this is for the glory of God. Burn them in the hidden belly. The children cry, oh, my lamb. All the meats are burned, never coming back to me. <laughs> if you grew up in that environment, think about it. Who is that God? What is the meaning of the uh, religious life if you are being trained? How happy you are, you are in, under control of the whole church. Because you are not in the control of for 24 7. <laughs> but you know, you, you think about 40 years there. Because people of Israel are happy, wow, we are free. And then, you know, there is another greater massive imprisonment for them. In the wilderness, no way to go out. All around there, sea, Red Sea, and the, the other one is like a desert, and there is the, uh, you know, it's arid area, dry, never happen any spring, never happen any, any, any rain. Can't you believe, can you live in the Saudi Arabia for like 40 years without any water? Every time they pray to God, the Lord, give me water. And there is no food, that's why every time the manna and, you know, the quail coming down uh, from heaven, but if there is nothing, they will die. Under their circumstances, they are being trained. You think about that way. There is a special destiny for them. 40 years training. You know, all the older generation gone. I think the Brother Richard prayed a while ago about the beauty of your parents' generation. Sometimes parents' generation, the one word, they are very good. On the other one, another negative one. They are very stubborn. So do you have your, you have always two different kinds of images of the grandmothers. Grandmother is smiling. On the other hand, grandmother is very stubborn. Don't, don't. So by 90%, don't, don't, don't. 10%, okay, okay. You see, they experience a lot. So that's the, uh, you know, what we have the imagery. The grandparent generation, or parent generation, Egypt, they always remembering how beautiful the land is, how beautiful the cattle are, how beautiful our houses, you know, how beautiful the people live there. You know, so all the memory there. But the God is picturing about the destiny of the entire mankind through one nation. But they never thought about their destiny. So the four years training, so all the people who are murmuring have gone away. Younger generation. So this, so this is what I'm going to tell you, the first Peter chapter 2, verse 9 to 10, to you. You know, younger generation, they had led new leadership. So that's the Joshua generation. And the day of the land, and before going into the Canaan, and Moses spoke, brethren, when you enter the land, you will see the temptation out there. The land is flourishing, beautiful waters there, wetlands and wonderful Sea of Galilee, wonderful land in comparison to Mount uh, Peninsula Sinai. But there, if you forget your God, if you don't obey the God's commandments, if you don't remember what God does, if you don't know how you depart the land of the Egyptians, then part in your sea, and if you don't remember what God did, he'll punish you. He will judge you. He will root you out of the land. From the land of Canaan, from the land of Palestine, then I, he will send you to the farthest country 
that you have never heard. There you will cry. If you repent there, he will put you back. That's the word apostle, not apostle, but the Moses says. You know, when this group of people came into the canon, not more than 10 years, all of them have forgotten. So here then in the canon land, your beautiful land, fertile, everything is beautiful. They have forgotten all the things. So they intermingled, they intermarried, they have forgotten all the things. What happened? You know, they said, we need our ruler, we need our king. God said, I am your king. We don't need God as our king. They want their own king. They want their own system. The people's system, the kingdom system. Domain, authority, territory, military, army, and power, finance, and all the system there. So there, they ask, we want to have our own king. That's the first king was Saul. So God said, I'm not happy with these people. Because the original purpose was distorted. Then he said that, I'm going to send my man who is after me in hearts. He's the David. So that I can show who is the right person who can rule over the domain of my kingdom. That meaning is the Messiah. So that was the kingdom of Israel was born. Would you believe so many years after when they came out of the Exodus, the kingdom was created. But the kingdom was the starting point of tragedy. Why? David was a committed adultery, and Solomon committed adultery more. Kingdom divided. Kingdom of Israel disappeared. No more Israel. And only two tribes, the kingdom of Judah. And out of Judah, the kingdom was also rooted out. What happened? They are in Babylon, away from homelands. Only one thing, because of disobedience. There they remember first time the word of the Lord. So how many years took this time? More than 250 years. What Moses promised to them, you are a holy nation and chosen people, possession of God and the priest of all the nations. But they never think about it. But in the land where aliens are living in, they remember these words. And they turn back to the Lord. That's the time they started newly worshiping. That's the house of prayer. That's the synagogues. That's the way they created the uh, three times of prayer regularly. That's the way they started remembering the Bible verses. They started to also teach the children about the word of the Lord. Because it's not reluctantly, it's not about compulsively, but it's in their heart of free will. They say, oh, this is true things. So it took 250 years to understand the meaning of that. Then when they returned to the land, they never stopped. But when Jesus came in, they didn't understand the meaning of Jesus coming. Because domain, the nationhood of Israel, is only for the Israelites. Therefore, their meaning of Israel is to liberate him from the superpower of the Roman Empire. That's why they wanted the Messiah, the king, the ruler who is able to deliver the land out of Romans, you know, the yoke. So that's why they said, you are not the Messiah. You have power, the race of the dead. You have power of healing. You have wonderful power. You're walking on the water. But you never think about the liberating our people from Rome. 
Jesus said, my kingdom doesn't belong to this earth. My kingdom belongs to my father. Jesus first time talks about nationhood. Never happened before in the Old Testament. The nationhood, the name Israel. He said, my kingdom. In Greek, Basileia. So we say kingdom of God. Instead of Israel. Kingdom of heaven, not kingdom of the earth. That's the first time promised mouth. He made the promises. The greater picture of the nationhood. Kingdom of God. Kingdom of heaven. It's not the kingdom of the earth. That's what we are going to live permanently. That's what we are going to live forever. But no one picture about it. And he mentioned every time kingdom of God like the kingdom. No one had paid attention because we want to be free from our Rome. You know, the many people think about it. We want to rule. Earthly rule. Not the heavenly ruler, but they want to have the secular ruler. And then what happened? After that, you know, they killed Jesus on the cross because he's not the Messiah. So then happened, Jesus resurrected, the few people followed. And then it seems like Jesus became sectarian leader for the eyes of Jewish people. So that's 2,000 years now. Still, many Jewish people think that he's the heretic. He's a cultic. He is the leader of the sectarian group in the time. So Jewish people never think about Jesus as the Messiah because the idea, the nationhood, is still earthly. That's why Jesus wants to unveil their eyes in the last days because the wrongful reason they killed Jesus. Their eyes are blinded according to the prophet Isaiah. Though spoken, not here. Though seeing, not seeing. Though giving, no understanding. That, that's what the prophet Isaiah is saying. Therefore, you know, the Israelites are blinded per- perfectly. They don't understand the meaning of the uh, being Jews and being nationhood of Israel. But although Jesus proclaimed no one un- understand out of the Jewish people. So after the, what happened, Jewish people scattered, forgotten, and then, you know, even though Gentile came into church of God, no one explained the meaning of Israel. No one explained about the destiny of Israel. No one explained about royal family. No one explained about chosen family. No one explained about the priesthood. No one explained about the projection of God. These are the key themes in the Bible. It's, it is a key theme in the Bible, but you never heard about it because what are these? And then what happened? You know, so many churches are powerless. So many uh, members are not powerful because we don't know our identity. Because you say you are Korean-American, Japanese-American, British-American, African-American, Hispanic-American. That's not your identity. Because if you don't know your identity, you don't know what to do. If, unless you understand the identity, you cannot pursue. There is no purpose. There is no target. There is no goal line. And that's why when we go to church, oh, Lord, let this church grow. That's not the purpose. Some of the pastors say, oh, my target is being 200 members. And some of the pastors say, oh, my people will give me more tithing. And some church say, oh, I want to have 200 cell group meetings. 
That's not a target. That's not a goal. That's not a program. That's not the things we want to do because that's not the destiny we want to do. That's not the goal we want to do. Church has lost the goal and members have lost the goal and also the believers do not know what to do because the number one is identity issue. Who you are? Who am I? You know, what is your identity? Are you American? Are you Japanese? Are you British? That's not our identity. And then another one, are you Christian? No, that's not our identity. Christians are not identity. So what is your identity? Your identity is what? The Bible clearly says that our identity in the Bible. But in 2,000 years, we never talk about the identity of the members. We never talk about the identity of the believers. We have wonderful, wonderful identity issue in the Bible, but we didn't know. Because this is the reason God trained thousand years, thousand, thousand years, trained the people of Israel to understand the meaning. When Messiah came in, they totally misunderstood. And that's why they killed the Messiah. And that Messiah says, when I return, I will unveil the eyes of blinded Jews so that my own people, my own people will declare Jesus is the Messiah of Jews. That's clearly written in the book of Revelation. But can't you find the name of the uh, Israel there? Can't you find any name of the church after the uh, chapter 5? No more. Why? Because the book of Revelation from chapter 1, chapter 23, and 4, 5, and 6 to 20, uh, 19, 20, and that's the, uh, another one in 21, 22, all different sections, like different scenes. So here, chapter 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5, that are always saying about saints. That's the church there, four issues only. Every nation, every people, every tongue, every language, Give glory unto the Lamb of God. That's until chapter 5. Suddenly, there is no more. And then only the Lamnans, Jewish people, who are stubborn, who are still resisting, who are still never accepting the Messiah as Jesus, still there under control of persecution by tribulation. They are there. But if you are very beautiful, if you are very brave, to go even to the time of tribulation, please to go. I don't want to go anymore. <laughs> Bible clearly said, no, that's not my case. That's for their stubbornness. That's for their disobedience. That's for their dis misunderstanding. So here today, we clearly see our identity issue. What kind of kingdom can we enter? What kind of citizenship can we have? What kind of territory can you own? What kind of responsibility and duty can we have? What kind of status can we enjoy forever? It's not one year topic. It's not about my lifetime topic. This is entire history topic. Why? Because we live forever. We live forever there. If you don't understand you don't know what is your privilege. You don't know what is your duty, responsibility. What is the great amount of grace that you have? 
So because you don't understand the meaning of the citizenship, you, you don't understand of the issues of the identity, then what happened? You know, you don't expect about messianic kingdom. Because if you don't understand the meaning of the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, in comparison to the kingdom of Israel, you don't know. But the question was given in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Anyone can remember what is the question in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 4? Some, sometimes when, whenever I give my question, they are very speechless. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I give this question is to have more time for my living <laughs> by thoughts. Thank you. So if you have more time. So okay, would, you, would you read one verse? Is it one four or one, uh, one seven? One four and one seven, yes. One four to seven, yeah. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command: "Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit." Then they gather around him and asked him, "Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel?" He said to them. It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. You know what? If you are locating yourself in the position of disciples about three and a half years following Christ, deep in your heart, everyone else like them may have the same question. Are you Messiah, Jesus? Even John the Baptist, he, has, he had the same question. Is he Messiah? That's why he sent his disciples. Is Jesus Messiah? Because seemingly everything he did, he has power. He has supernatural power too. He has wonderful wording. He has followers. <clears throat> he can feed 5,000 people. Magic hands. Not tricky. But by heavenly magic, not white magic, black magic. He did everything. But he is not sure. That's why he sent, John the Baptist said, this is the Messiah. So this sacred question came out not before the, the crucifixion, after the resurrection, just before the one second, Jesus will disappear in heaven. He was standing there. He was standing there. Two angels around. The question of given to Jesus. Answer coming from the angels. This awkward situation, can you imagine? Because if this Jesus will disappear, they will have never have any question time. They will have a, any time, they will have never any question. And when I, when I was able to have the 40-day fasting in the Philippines, I had four-time 40-day fasting uh, on water, meaning without uh, juice or any others. Uh, I had the 40-day fasting many times, 21-day fasting for 70 times. So my life is always full of fasting. I enjoy fasting. I love fasting. I want to fasting more. But no one say amen, so that's you know. <laughs> the, 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 the fasting gives me a spiritual discipline. I love it. I love it. Because many times I can just break my flesh. I can break my desire, lustful mind. Ungodly minds, you know, it's without any power I can do. But 
by prayer I could do. So in the Philippines, I had a second time 40-day fasting. Then I had 21 days without water. So now I'm slim. But you know, when I started in, 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 in the Philippines, I was back then that year in 1992, I was like 141 pounds. Yeah. But after 21 days, I become like 110 something. So no one can see me. When I put my hands on my uh, you know, belly, I touch the spine. So I never understood, you know, before it's like, you know, my belly like a dried squid, dry squid, dry uh, octopus, dry octopus. Can you remember? So when I, when I touch my back from the belly, I touch the spine. So I couldn't believe, you know, the, all my body is like dried. <laughs> So 21 days, I don't know how the Moses did without water and food. He did 40-day fasting twice in, on Mount Horeb. So the, in, in 21 days, and then in 22nd day, my wife came in, in the mountain and said, Sweetheart, you will die if you don't drink water. Why don't you drink water from now on? So she said that you know, in order to finish up the 40-day fasting, I should drink water. So... She gave me the bottle of water. So I tried to drink water, but I couldn't drink water because all my body dried. Mm -hmm. So like a spoon or little little scoop, I just put the water and just taste it on my tongue, the tip of my tongue. So because I cannot swallow the water because my throat was dried so much. So like, you know, licking the water, not drinking. The drinking is impossible. So through my tongue, I just licked the water. Then when I licked water, it's very bitter. Then, then after that, I tried to drink water a little bit in order to alive. Then you know what, what happened to me? When water came inside, it's like, do you know that popping up? It's like sounds erupting. The water came in and then boom, 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 inside of throat. Like the little drop of water coming in. And then boom, 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 like a bombing inside. Uh, I thought there's a bombing happen outside, but in fact, in my body, from here. So boom, 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 boom. And then, Lord, I don't want to die. I love my daughter. I, I love my wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, always father is selfish, always loves daughter first, not the wife. <laughs> don't say to my wife. <laughs> my daughter first all the time. <laughs> I don't want to die. Oh, I have to care of my daughter. Oh, so, and then I, that's, immediately I say, oh, no, no. But, you know, after that, what happened? The water came into my body, stomach, intestine, and others. And then the war occurred in my body. <laughs> it's like, you know, everywhere, my all parts of organs are fighting against the water. Boom, 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 everywhere. <laughs> So I couldn't believe my body was fighting against the water. In the following day, I started vomiting the blade. It's a bleeding. The blood came out of my tongue. I couldn't believe I have too much blood in, in my body. I was constantly bleeding from my mouth, not from any other parts. So I thought I will die. So and then one day, I start, tried to vomit the blood, but you know I couldn't do so in the bathroom, 
I try to just like, you know, vomit. In fact, just exhale so that the blood come out. You know, when you smell it, it's not beautiful. The smell is very, very, very bad. Not better than the fish. So it's a very decaying, you know, smell there. So when I vomit a lot of blood, what happened to me? I just fell asleep. But after, when I fell down on the ground, I saw myself. I was dead. But you know what? When I look at myself, this is my human body. I myself saw myself there. That's incredible. You know, my face is so peaceful. When I look at my face, oh, so peaceful. So peaceful. <laughs> And then suddenly the whirlwinds coming from heaven, so like whirlwinds, like that. And just like wrapping me around. And then it just like slits me away to the heaven. So I stand before the Lord. And there Jesus stand before me. That was the first time I encountered with Christ. I saw Jesus clearly first time. His face it's like full of light, beautiful light, full of meekness, full of humbleness, full of kindness. Can you imagine the beautiful the face of Jesus Christ? I will never forget the beautiful face of Jesus. And he smiled at me and I said, son, what do you want me to do? And I said, Lord, I don't want to die. But in my mind, I don't want to miss my daughter. But I cannot say, Lord, I don't want to die. So send me back to the earth. And Jesus didn't answer. And the second question is, son, what do you want me to do? And I was thinking, oh, the second question, there is hope. It's not a hope in the uh, Baltimore area, the name of the hope church, <laughs> but the, the meaning of the hope. <laughs> there I remember, oh, I shall return to the earth. And that's why, oh, I have to ask bigger things. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, give me your power. And that's, that's it. Very simple word. And then the Lord didn't answer to me. Then after that, third question came to me. Son, what do you want me to do? And that I answered, Lord, give me a lot of flocks, the ship, the many members all of the world, so that I can save them for your namesake. Glory is to you. That's the greatest dream that I want to have. But there's a boldness. There's a braveness in my spirit at the time. I asked the biggest things to Jesus. Just he smiled. Then he stand like that. You know, he was standing like this. He was standing like this, and then he just put his hands over here like that. And on the right side, on the left-hand left side, uh, there are two angels, twice bigger than, twice taller than Jesus. I have never seen such an angelic horse, very big angels. If you take a look on this angel, you cannot breathe. Mm. It is so glorious. Mm. When I look at him, <laughs> it, because the glory, the honor, the magnificent presence, I cannot describe. But 
these two angels like a paper to Jesus. Like a pet, like Jesus. But, but to him, I look like that. But you know, he put his hand over here. The angels has one place, a silver plate, beautiful decoration inscripted in there. So he put his hand and he's placed on his palm. So Jesus has put the plate and hold on the activity in the left hand side and put it on the right side and inclining towards to me. And from there, there is like a caramel, like oil, slipping down to my hands and dripping down to my forehead and flowing down. Suddenly my body is like a flying into the air, like a feather, like a feather, one feather, just like, you know, shooting to the air and just like flying. I feel like my body like that. And suddenly I walk up in, on earth. That's when I return to my body. There, all of the bleeding was stopped. My body was recovered. My eyes opened. Every time I was able to speak and communicate with the angels. Even today, I can see angels around. Every time I see heavens open, I can, anytime I can go up heaven. That's why I love Jesus. And then I love that encounter in my life. But I remember the greatest request to Jesus on that moment. You know, this is the last, the greatest question to Jesus. From side of disciples, he is ascending. No more chance to question about the destiny of the nationhood. Why do we have suffering? Why do we have invasion? Why we do, have, do not have uh, nationhood? We are colonized by Romans. We don't have ruler. We have lost our citizenship. We are the slave of the Roman citizens. We don't have our lands. This is Roman Empire land. We don't have anything. There is one question for them. You came over. We believe you are the Messiah. What did you do for us? You are just living. What can you do? What is the meaning? What, what is the left mission to us? Because if you are ascending, what can you do? He made two promises. He made two promises. First one is the latter one. Second one is the first one. Let me tell you the latter one first. When do not leave Jerusalem. Receive until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive the Holy Spirit. Will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and Aharit Hayanim until the last days. Until the last days. Aharit Hayanim. That's the place and century. I'm not going to leave you because my spirit is there. My spirit is in you. Because don't worry, I am ascending to heaven, but the spirit of the Lord is in you. Don't worry, I'm living, but every 24 hours, my spirit will be with you. They are worried about the living, the absence of Jesus. But he said he promised, 24 7, I will be with you. 24 7, I will be with you. 24 7, I will be with you. And that's why he sent the force. He sent the power. He sent himself, the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of Jesus. So that's why book of access, that not spirit of the Holy Spirit. Instead of the Holy Spirit, many times he said, 
Spirit of Jesus Christ. Because same spirit, same power. Jesus was birthed by the Spirit of God. He was doing the miracle sign by the Spirit of the Lord. He was also walking with the water by the Spirit of the Lord. He was also resurrected by the Spirit of God from the dead. And even he himself, the healing the people by the Spirit of the Lord. He was given same power, authority in his kingdom. The kingdom, but he gives right. He gives authority. He gives responsibility. It is no longer than any other, but much better than any secular government. That authority will be given unto you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. But how many of you want to use the power of the Holy Spirit? You know, we have that power, but, you know, I believe maybe one in billion, maybe one in billion, one in million, one in ten billion, they never use the power of the Holy Spirit. But Jesus said, I will give my power, because when the Holy Spirit will come upon you, you will be my witnesses, because the authority will be given unto you. The same question will be given, but he's living, the kingdom belongs to him, kingdom belongs to his destiny, he's in control of dominion. But he will say that you will receive my power. You are no longer powerless. You are no longer powerless. I will be with you. Because I am sending you Holy Spirit. My Spirit. But how many of you want to have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life? You know what the first night on Friday and the second night on Saturday and today? You don't know. But I am an analyst. We call spiritual analyst. Because, you know, my study, my writing all the time, I analyze what's happening. The first day, many of you are weary. And then sometimes, you know, we don't know, oh, the Lord, I have serious question. Is that true church? And the second question, Lord, can I go on? Third question, Lord, can I skip the worship service on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that. Why do we have special service? Oh, his accents. Oh, I have a headache. It seems like, you know, not a dry bone, but a similar dry bone in this church. You are spiritual people, I know. I love this church. But in my opinion, though on the first day, oh, why, why, why do I come? <laughs> it's so hard. Whenever I speak, it's not soft. It's not, it's not like flowing. You are now like you are genuine my brother, my, my sister. But on the first day, I feel like everyone listened. And then my speaking, I couldn't speak very softly. And that's my experience. But the Holy Spirit, I pray the Lord, let it flow. And then the Spirit comes. Every heart softened. There is atmosphere changing. The second day, I felt like I have to dance. Mm -hmm. I really want to dance like you know, David's dance. Mm -hmm. The first naked dance in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but no watcher. <laughs> Only one watcher in heaven, Jesus. <laughs> because between Jesus and David, no secret. <laughs> but others blinded. <laughs> <laughs> what a freedom we have. Then today... I was extremely excited because this is the meaning of the church, the house of prayer for everyone. I was extremely excited. And how many people will react? 
I was thinking, how many people came out? And then how many people lay people my preaching? Mm. This is my experience. When I started preaching, half the number, sometimes the audience left the church. <laughs> so, wow, Lord, don't ask them to leave. <laughs> However, beautiful worship. Then, you know what happened to me? I thought, I'm so privileged in this church because your church is very wonderful, very meaningful church. Today here, same thing happened. Just before the departure, Jesus has given unto them the two secrets. The one is the Holy Spirit. Second is the kingdom. But the question was wrong. The Israelites, 12 disciples said, is it the right time to restore the kingdom of Israel? Kingdom of Israel. The kingdom to Israel. They think about the Israel kingdom. But Jesus thinks about kingdom of nations. Yeah. Kingdom of all people. Kingdom of all nations. Kingdom of all tribes. Kingdom of all languages. Kingdom of heavens. So wrong question, right answer. What is the answer? It is not my will, but by the hands of Father that may be given the time someday. But you will receive the power. Do not miss. Not only receiving the Holy Spirit, together, do not miss authority, kingdom citizens' power. The do not miss, and you will be my witnesses. And not only the kingdom in Judea and Jerusalem area, but also to the everywhere, not only from the first century to the time of second advent, the Aharit Hayari. That entire history is said in one word. Therefore, we have this wonderful identity issue. Kingdom belongs to him. We are the kingdom citizens. And we are no longer subject of kingdom. We are royal family members. Mm -hmm. Through your identity you are prince and princesses. Because other nationals they are just looking forward to coming of the Messiah. But we receive Jesus as my savior. Mm -hmm. Therefore I am son and you are daughter. Mm -hmm. We are sons and daughters of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We are sons and daughters of Almighty. And our privilege is we own every nation, every people, because we will govern in millennium after seven years tribulation. Then we'll go up to New Jerusalem. Then our citizenship is not only for my ethnic group, my tribal people. All of us will be the holy priesthood to the nation. You are the delegates. You are the ambassador. All of you are the high priests to the nations. That we are priesthood in term Kohanim. Kohanim is so one of your sons named Kohen. That's a wonderful name. Kohen means priest. And the floral term Kohanim means sometimes floral priest. But sometimes we don't understand meaning. Kohanim in another term of the floral is actually priesthood. Every 
believers in Christ becomes the priesthood. So there is no more minister. There is no clergyman anymore. All we are priests. All we are priests to the nations. You have to go to the nations. In this destiny, God trained a special purpose for you. Because same like the revelation to Daniel and Nehemiah, Ezra, Jerobabel, they are all diaspora. There they recognize this wonderful meaning of the priesthood and chosen people, royal family, all of these, and they started practicing. And then Peter sending letter to the diaspora. If you remember chapter 1, to the brethren in Pontus, that's the today in Turkey, and Anatolia, that's in Turkey, to the Babylonia, modern-day Iraq, to Persia and Alam, that's modern-day Iran and Afghanistan, to the brethren in Sudan, that's Sheba, that's in Ethiopia and also Africa, to the brethren in where actually we call Put, that's Libya, North Africa. To every nation, this is the letter to the diaspora. This is a letter to the diaspora. You know, not many of us understand the deep meaning of the Apostle Peter. This is an amazing book. Chapter 1, 2, amazing, amazing meaning. But verse 2, verse 9 to 10, he said that you, not Israelites, you are chosen people. Not Israelites, you are royal family. Not Israelites, you are possession of God. Possession, what means? In the territory of the kingdom of God. In the land of God, you own every treasure in the name of God. You are worthy to have it. You are worthy to have every treasure. If you want more wisdom, why don't you ask? That's my prayer. You know, today I pray for kids. So many people are smart. I have so much like jealous, you know. They are very beautiful. But I want to pray for them more. Lord, added more wisdom. Added more understanding. They are so beautiful. Why don't you ask to God, Lord, give me more wisdom. Give me more anointing. Give me more knowledge. Give me more language. You can do it. But only the things you don't have because you never ask. Jesus said, ask of me. Why? You have holy possession. That's your word. Because the possession in Greek is the only one word is used. That's coming from the Hebrew. But I have a lot of the writings. But I, let me clarify this. When Roman Empire, when there is a war, it's a between like Alexander the Great, sometimes Roman Empire, Caesar, whatever. When they fight against the barbarian and another kingdom, two kingdom fights, and then another kingdom was defeated, the winner take all. What they are doing, this is the uh, victor. This is the loser. And there is a signal in the ancient time in the Bible. Victor is actually, Victor is asking loser bow down. So he does his bow down. The, the head is sort of bow down and put, put, put down in the, uh, the earth. And they put his feet over the head of the enemy, the king, the emperor, and then say that you are my projection. So his kingdom, the kingdom of Espana, the kingdom of Andalusia, the kingdom of Libya. It's a true story. When they trample down, and then the, all the kingdom they have belongs to me. That's a possession. That's a possession. 
Why Satan has a lot of possession today? We never claim. Why the wealth, wisdom, and knowledge, understanding, healing, languages, so many good things around there. We never ask. Satan possessed it. Jesus asked you now. Why don't you claim your own things? That's yours. Because same thing happened. When Jesus did the 40 days fasting, honor and glory in mine. If you bow down before me, and I will give you all. Because Jesus was not yet crucified. But when he resurrected, he say now in Acts chapter 1 and 4 to 8, is it the right time to rest the kingdom to Israel? And he said, that. he never asked, it is by the time of God, but you will receive. That means not kingdom of Israel, kingdom of God, kingdom of Jesus. I will give you my possession. Take it! Because if you take more, kingdom will be expanded. How many of you want to have more kingdoms? How many of you have more possession? I hope that you can have Apple. I hope that you can have more than Google. I really, you know, I'm not caring. Why don't you pray more? Lord, give me more. Because that belongs to you. Because he just won the game. He already won the game, but we never claim. That's a possession. But the enemy was defeated. Like that, you know, it's a kingdom of Lydia, kingdom of Andalusia. Enemy defeated, and the winner said, oh, bye. <laughs> and the loser, where is the winner? Yes. And then they take. That's why still today in secular world, authority and power and possessions are used by Satan. Brethren, in your lifetime, you are living in beautiful generation. And some of you say that, oh, that's too much me, too much for me. Where is too much for me? Kingdom is not enough. The kingdom of God is not enough. We have to fill that in with all kinds of tribes and languages, nations and you know, people. We want to hear that every nation and people and tongue and tribe will say, Jesus, you are the Lord. I want to hear more. Why don't you do that? Then, how could you do only one condition, proclamation prayer. Because in the Hebrew terms, we call it proclamative prayer, meaning every time we declare. That's why Israel's practices, before they enter into Canaan, Moses trained them. Because if you go to Canaan, cast out the evil spirit there. Before there, send forth angelic horse ahead of your time. That's the trained. And then it happened. So if you take the possession, you pray first for your family. I declare for my family, my family belongs to Jesus. No power to Satan to take my family. You declare for your family and for your church, for your parents, for your kids, for every area, for your country. Wherever I go, Lord, I am royal family member. Lord, let my authority will be driven into the every society so that they will recognize me as the ambassador to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a possession. So here in this world, you know, we are not only chosen, but also royal family, holy nation. 
And also we have the position of God. So what can he do? I think you know, we have to claim more. So that's what we call proclamative prayer by black check or white check. Not a blank check. Because you have to write something. Because in your prayer you have to write something. Lord, I want this. I want my kid like that. Oh, I, I want my family like this. I want all of this. The United States of America, America belongs to Jesus. Mm-hmm. No more power, Satan. They say it to Satan. And then you claim it. And then as long as you claim it, that's yours. That's yours. Because this is for the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we'll be able to do the great intercession. Mm-hmm. Because we are the holy priest. Mm-hmm. We are the minister of the Lord. We're the priest of God. All we are Kohan. Your name is Kohen. Another Kohen, Kohen, Kohen. Because we all we are Kohens. Because we are priestly people to the nation. Then what happened in the next verses? So that we will bring the glad tiding to the every people who never heard the gospel. Then the Hari Hayani will be finished. Dear brethren, this is a wonderful church. Thank you that you listen to me. But my heart is like so delightful. Because I hope that you have your own identity. Your identity is a chosen people. Your identity is your royal family members. Your identity is you have wonderful possession. Your identity is you are the Kohanim. Your identity is you are the intercessors. That you always declare every day, every proclamation that you do, you gain more. Every time you proclaim more, the Lord is glorified. This is a secret. Between Acts chapter 1, 4 to 8. That we have that secret. Even though I don't know how many disciples understood at that time. Still many Jewish people, even Messianic Jewish people didn't understand the meaning. But I, I'm sure you understood this meaning. Mm-hmm. The problem now on, can't we try to proclaim this? Mm-hmm. Lord, give me the authority of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I want more. Then he will touch He'll be always with you. He'll never leave you. 24 hours a day. 24 7. 30, 365 days a year. Then he'll be always with you. Please don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And I hope that this beautiful brethren, I hope I, I want to see you someday again. If not in heaven. But however, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the time that you just have you know, fellowship with me. And also, Reverend Kim, you're a wonderful friend of mine. Mm-hmm. You are honorable. You have, you know, I, not in front of you, I always said to other people in other 20s and other, I know one guy, <coughs> one, one minister. Whenever I minister to people, people want to be always focused on stage. <coughs> but this minister always serving the least. Mm-hmm. So they're always caring, cheering, helping. His name is Reverend Q. Kim. And I am so, so honored by him. Because, you know, I hope that we can continue to have beautiful friendship. You know, honoring one another so that we can have the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. To him be alone glory. To God. And be the glory. And to him alone. Honor and glory. <clears throat> Brethren, this short time. Although sometimes why, why Pastor Kim say from the beginning of the passage in the Exodus like that. Too long story. It could be a one semester, but you know, also I had a hard time.
to condense. It's like ski. It's very hard. But however, if you do understand, I am so grateful. Thank you so much. Yes, if you do have any question and answer or not. Yeah, this is a question and answer a little bit. I'll start. Dr. Elijah, the last time you were with us, you had just come back from, a, you had just finished a 30 day fast, I think in Boston. Yeah. You had done it. And you shared with us personal revelation. God was, uh, I remember, He took you, you were flying. Yes. I remember. And then the Lord was showing you end time scenario. Yes. And how the Lord was getting ready houses of prayer throughout the world to get ready for the, the second coming of Christ. Have you, in the last 10 years, has the Lord given you more personal revelation in terms of whatever it might be? Can you share a little bit about that with us? Wow, your memory is much more than what I have. <laughs> so sometimes I'm afraid that kind of person. <laughs> because I have to be very careful to say something. Because he may say something, you said 10 years ago, and then you don't remember. And then he'll pinpoint me, you still don't remember. I'm afraid. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the revelation that I had is amazing. And the Lord said, don't say it. That's why I had one book amount of seeing the uh, actualization of the book of Revelation. It's physically. He physically bring my body into the universe. Then I saw the really universe is shaking. Mm. Not only the solar system or the earth, the planet earth, but the entire universe was shaking and transforming into the new being. Mm. So I saw the last day since and then I became speechless for three nights and days mm. because it was... It, Unbearable to me because that was the 33rd day of the 40 day fast in Boston back in, in 2007, January to the February 9. So, on the days I need at least 72 hours, just literally lying on the floor. Nothing I did because the things that I saw is not, it's not congestible. So, that's too much for me. And after that, uh, I have this thickness amount of road book that I wrote. So that's uh, what I saw, what I have seen and, and hearing, you know, all those things. Then I pray, uh, that's what was, I had my prayer, the Lord, I want to visit every single nation on earth. Mm. So, I, you know, 2017, I had the privilege to travel and speak and, and delivering word of the Lord over 57 country, mm. but last year 56. But some of them first, some of them second time, some of them 20 times, but however. So, and you know, it's almost miraculous to, to be here anyway. Mm. Because when Reverend Kim asked me, can you come up on Friday? I was thinking that, oh, one day it's okay. <laughs> and then after that, oh, can you stay until Saturday? Oh, okay, one day more, it's okay. <laughs> and then again, they just sent me an email, can you stay until Sunday? And then, like, do you know the elephant tail? Mm -hmm. You know, elephant tail in the uh, Talmud? Because one way by is one traveling, and then the one elephant say that, oh, we are weird, very, very tired. 
So can I put my feet into your tent? And the rabbi said, okay. <laughs> and then second time, the elephant said, can I put my rear feet into your tent? Okay. And then later on, can I put my head? And the rabbi was casted out of tents, and then the elephant <laughs> Same thing happened. <laughs> One day becomes second day, second day becomes third day, until, until Monday. <laughs> Reverend came and asked me, but I receive as divine calling. I, I receive as divine calling, because I never decide anything on my own. Just I ask God, Lord, can I go? Do you do you ask me to go? If not, whatever calling comes, I deny three times presidential calling from Korea. Seven nights together with the former president, stay together, I reject. And uh, three nights, uh, the president's calling from North Korea, Kim Jong-il, I reject because Holy Spirit said. And another, I had also several presidential meetings, but you don't know, but because... I listen to the Lord. I never listen to any man. My ears always focus on God. Because I am his servant, not the servants of any others. I am his servant. So my ears always towards the heaven. So I know this church is very special to me. So then, you know what? The, uh, the invisible, the amazing things that I saw... I said, Lord, I want to visit every single nation so that what's going on every nation around the world mm-hmm. that I was able to see because what I saw is really happening all over the world. Mm-hmm. But there's a secret. People cannot understand this is really happening. I cannot tell you the exact time and date. But in my spirit, I know it's very near. Mm-hmm. Likewise, when Jesus said like that sister over there, and then I will come back. And then now, when May 14, when Israel became an independent country, that was very near like that. And then after the six days were, and again, another one step ahead. And then now here, it's like almost my glass eyes, micro, you know, micro view, even very small dust that I can see. The nearness of Jesus Christ, it's, just, it's like almost close. Mm. So I see the crisis coming soon. Mm. But the number one problem is like church is not praying. Mm. Church is not awake. Mm. Churches don't know the name of the house of prayer. Mm. Church doesn't know the meaning of the ecclesia. Mm. And the citizens have the identity of who we are. Mm. Because we, have pri- we are privileged people. We don't know what privilege we have. Mm. Because, you know, what is the meaning of the chosen people? Is that the uh, genetical Israelite? No, ever, never. That's not the case. Because we are the chosen people. We are the royal family. But, you know, no, no teaching about it. And so as I travel, I see the, that everything what I'm seeing is really happening. Not only here on the planet, but also in the universe. So the heaven is really busy now. Because they are ready to come back. But we are not ready. Many are falling asleep. That's why you have to have always prayer time. When you feel weary, when you're tired, I understand. However, whenever you're singing together, you are well refreshed. You see, although like beautiful smiling, when some brother is crying, just pray for him so that he will be recovered. 
when some sister is like a very pity. Oh, the other sister. <laughs> Sorry, another brother. <laughs> and just pray for him. Otherwise, I do even even get on board. You know, always like popping up the name. Sometimes, you know, in Nigeria, I popping up the name. The like a Reverend Q kid. I just pray for him. But she doesn't know. But you know, that's my own way. Spirit lets me. I proclaim. So you know. Today I met also one dental, uh, dentist couples. An amazing thing happened. When I pray, the exact date, exact time, something really happened. Because the same things Satan wants to possess, but we have to retake it. We have to retake it. Because this is already a possession of Jesus. That's ours. So you have to proclaim. And so, so, so many things happening. But, you know, but gloomy things, if time allows someday, I will have one week end time seminar mm. to you. So that this entire picture, mm. you'll understand how time close. So not now, however, I feel like very close. Mm. And then seeing so many things. Number one is the uh, New World Order. It's already made. Mm. You are not able to see it. And that's already sacred in the scriptures, in the book of Daniel and all others. It's really the Bible already prophesied and foretelling it. Then also financial system. There is no barrier, no blocking. And also there is a way that the uh, religious seductions, religious dialogue, I'm so happy your church split away from the PCUSA. Because there is a lady down, the great seductions. So luring many people, just mixing idolatry, spiritual idolatry, into their faith. So there are a lot of temptation going on. So, so many things. So it's not easy to believe in Christ nowadays. However, we are privileged than any other. So because we are the people who can more understand than any people in the world. So on the one hand, difficult. The other hand, we are more privileged. So I believe the time is near. And so the two things we need upon your question. Mm. Number one, we have to learn the word of the Lord. Mm. I think that's exactly what we need. Mm. And number two, we have to use our power. Mm. We have to use our authority. Yeah. As many as we can. Because some members never use. Even in your church, when I touch the head, uh, the many brethren here, beautiful educator there. I didn't know. And then, you know, the, I had a lot of conversations. Some, some brethren came to me. Pastor Kim, so, so, thank you. When you pray like, like this, it's really happened. And sometimes it's very encouraging me. Because, you know, I hate to pray for one by one. Because you don't understand it's easy, like, pray for one. And, you know, you don't understand that. That's an easy one. But if I explain my body, I don't know, but that's my explanation. Whenever I pray for some people, I became nobody. I became the channel of God because I became like a Kohen, the priest of God. So if I touch my hands, sensing everything there, because I don't know, it's whether sometimes not touching it, but seeing everything, it's like Brother Richard. So that's why I said sometimes, Lord, I don't want to see because even what you are thinking, I can lead it. 
even what you inwardly speaking, I can hear it. And that's the spiritual thing. But you know, and I, I, I am able to sense it. And then when I start to pray, all of my energy that I have is running out. So after one person's prayer, whether it is 50 seconds, one minute, or 30 seconds, I feel like I have to fall down. There's no more energy to stand up. And there are many people lined up. <laughs> and I said, Lord, are you going to kill me? <laughs> because the energy goes out. That's what I understood. Jesus says, seemingly multitude touched Jesus. And disciples say, oh, so many people touch you. But Jesus, no. My power came out. Can't you imagine if 1,000 people around by, if like this woman, really believe in the power of Jesus, 1,000 power came out one time. I believe Jesus' weight will be like five pounds. <laughs> because the, all of the energy will be gone. That's what, you know, that's why you don't understand. It's easy to ask you, can you pray for me? I know your hearts. But sometimes, like, for one person, Lord, what can I do? Okay, give me strength again. I said to myself, strength again, Lord. And then I regained power. And I focus once again. And one by one and one by one. And then I completely forget. Even the pace. So sometimes one sister came to me, what did you pray for me? Am I a genius? <laughs> I never remember. I never remember what, even the face, even if I remember more than 100,000 people. How do I remember? Even your church, I never remember anyone. But some sister came, can't you repeat what you did pray for me? And I say, Lord, take her to heaven earlier. <laughs> You understand? <laughs> so, brethren, anyway, I'm, uh, it's an uh, end time scenario. It's not difficult. I can easily explain to you because I experienced. And then what's already happened in the past 10 years, uh, I have this serious attack. It's a holistic attack. Um, if you look at the uh, portals that I have shown you in this service, in the PPT file, mm -hmm. in 2010, I was the uh, Lausanne Committee Meeting Executive. Mm -hmm. I was the only four out of uh, uh, 200 people from the United States to be uh, Edinburgh Centennial. Mm -hmm. So the president of Princeton, Yale, and Gordon Connell, me, only four. Mm -hmm. So I was the delegate to the, uh, the Edinburgh Centennial. Mm -hmm. I was also one of the speakers in the... Uh, uh, episodes 2010 and beyond, mm -hmm. and, and there are great amazing. I, I was also a solemn speaker in uh, uh, Central Asia, so the 3,000 Muslim believers actually mm -hmm. gathered there, mm -hmm. but in fact 5,000 is there. Mm -hmm. So on that day, the Lord asked me, son, what are you doing it? And I said, the Lord, I'm doing your work, and he rebuked me. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time that I was scolded by Christ. You know, it's like I felt like I'm almost dead. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I never had any scold from God, actually. I always commit the son, be patient. And always encouraged me. But in 2010, back in 2010, the Lord scolded me, rebuked me. Three things. Number one, you snatched my glory away from me. You snatched my glory away from me. Number two, you disobey me. Number three, I will, I will punish you. I will judge you. The three words coming from the Lord. And I felt like I'm almost dead. I couldn't exhale. Because really breathing is hard. Before the presence of the Lord, I was repenting and repenting. But still, I didn't know what's the wrongful things that I did. So over the past eight years, I became vagabond. I became wanderer. Because why he scolded me, but he said that you have to prepare my return. My time is up. So you have to do my work. Don't do anything if I don't ask you. Do what I ask. Millions of people will ask you, don't do. If I say, say it and do it. So that's the word. So the first word, raise up new army of missionary throughout every continent of Asia. So the new armies will proclaim the word of the Lord to the Muslims and Buddhists and the uh, Hindus area. So in 2010, I organized international conference in Manila. So that's amazing thing happened. From nothing, no money, no support, no sponsor, I am became beggar, no money. You know, it's physically, I have great amount of deficit on my own account. Sometimes I cannot even use one single credit card because I was not able to pay off. Even little amount. Mm. So that's what I'm doing. Mm. So the Lord says, do it. Never ask any man. Never ask any people about your finance. Do it. So we, I did it for the uh, Manila International Mission Conference. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing, amazing thing really taking place right now. Mm-hmm. As someday I can share. That's number one. Number two, raise up new army of my coming. So that's the special university. So I established one university in the Philippines. So we follow every decree, every educational court of the Filipino government. Mm-hmm. That university became the greatest Korean university. So I became chancellor. Mm-hmm. Then we have deep financial crisis still there. However, he said that you train my people to be martyrdom. Mm-hmm. Who is going to die for my name? Because many institutions, many seminaries simply teach in intelligence. Mm. But they never train them holistically. Mm. Because die for Christ with hearts, spiritual training, academic training, and character training. Mm. So that's, you know, I created this, and 80 years ago. Mm. That's university still operating. So that, you know, I have my prayer. The Lord, if you allow me, I want to raise a new army of Christ who are able to listen to me. So that's only chosen people, not all. If they are capable, I will give my time. Before, I spoke to the thousands always. I spoke to the millions. I never do it. 
if the Lord says, the chosen people, then I give my energy, I give my teaching, everything, eating together, sleeping together, discussing together, so that we can own together, we can share together. So that's my vision. And also, you said there over the past 10 years, that's gracious. You know, that judgment is so blessing to me. When the Lord humble, humiliate me, that's the beginning of the repentance. Mm. And then I was able to know me more than what I knew before. Mm. Because what a simple man I am. Because of his scolding, because of his rebuke. Mm. It's like millions of dollars I was not able to see. Mm. When like an onion, when you're unfolding it, mm. you see unfolding after unfolding, you see continuity inside. Mm. Like deep in my heart, there's a hidden sins. Mm. I was able to see the hidden sins, mm. arrogance, the pride, the lust, mm. uh, you know, disobedience, mm. ungodly things. I repent. Before you, I can say all million sins. Mm. I'm not better than you. Mm. I'm not better than anybody in the whole world. I'm not better than anyone else in the whole world. Mm. I am the chief of the sinners of all. However, the grace is more than enough. That's why I repent my sins. And then I can beg you to pray for me even, so that I may not sin against God anymore. So in the past 10 years, it's very hard every time I cry because I love you all the time. I said, the Lord, I love you, but you scold me the first time. So, and then I realized my sinfulness and then it became a grace. It became blessing. Mm. So I can say that, you know, I can stand before the Lord. Mm. Although I'm not complete, I'm not perfect, I'm not good, still, I want to be perfect. <laughs> mm. I want to be holy. Mm. I want to be also very, very holistic. Mm. So in a way, this, the, the vision that I saw is going to complete. Mm. So that's another vision is actually establishing the city of prayer the city of God in Boston. Mm. So that's the, the vision that I saw. Mm. And uh, I went, when I saw this vision, there is a name maybe, uh, Reverend Q. Kim knows, uh, John Cecil. He's the one of the executive of the board meeting in Gordon Connell. He's a friend of mine. Mm. The richest man in, in Boston area. Mm. I shared this vision when I did in 2007. He said that, brother, and he was crying and weeping before me. And then he showed his uh, notebook and he went to Uganda and he said that uh, Uganda was like uh, under Idi Amin. So many people were killed and massacred and so many bad things happened. And the one young man came and he said, the Lord, have you abandoned my country? And he wants to build up the city of prayer. So, and then he was just simply praying out of the chaos. Then one Jewish man who is a very rich man and travel all over Africa because he has a lot of money. And some country he provide all computers, some country provide all the athletes shoes, some country he provide all the vaccination, some country super vitamin. He did all, but many African countries never get better. So he came into Uganda, he met this young man. Jewish man is not Christian. But he asked, What are you praying for? I pray for transformation of my country. What do you want to do? I want to build the city of God, the city of prayer. 
How much do you need that? I need this amount of money. And then he sent the check exact amount. That's the house of prayer. So I can show the portal. Here. Bear with me one second. I will show you the portal. Because in so many countries, it's just one year, 60, almost 60 countries. Sometimes I hate my, you know, watching this because it's so difficult. But I want to show you. But anyway, that's a realization of this. Yes, here we go. Yes. Is it in Kampala? Yeah, it's in Kampala. This is the uh, prayer garden. <coughs> the uh, house of prayer. The city of prayer. In Kampala. Yeah, so is this prayer movement truly, actually transformed the entire country. So, and then I went to one of the international house of prayer. Only seven months but they have 20,000 members now. This is another prayer movement. Every day they have three times worship here. You see the tents? Here, seven to 8,000 people every day gather three times a day, pray. So this amazing thing happening. So this John Caesar said, and he met this guy and he said, Eliza, I believe your dream. I believe your vision. Money is not the problem. But I want to be your team. Because I have great amount of experience developed the major cities around the world. New York City is not a city. I know how to deal with the federal governments and state governments and city governments. Let's do it. The only the things. Tell me what you have seen. So that we'll do it. Mm-hmm. But during the, uh, in the past 10 years, mm-hmm. you see the God strike me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was wondering that I'm returning it. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you can support me. Yeah. And also we have bonding spirit together. Mm-hmm. Washington, this will arise because you have house of prayer here. Mm-hmm. I need also house of prayer in Boston. Mm-hmm. So that we can always fellowship one another. You know, both must grow. Mm-hmm. Because we have to take in possession mm. from Satan. So, uh, you know, I need your support, actually. Mm. The prayer support. Mm. And someday you can come to Boston and you, stay, you can stay freely. But pay me, please. <laughs> <laughs> One cent. <laughs> so then I can come. So that, you know, we'll, we'll do the true church of Jesus Christ. Mm. So then, you know. This is also my dream, your church, because that's the name that the Lord has given to me. House of prayer for everyone. So that's the name. That's why you already taken ahead of time, so I was curious why did he have. I don't know, I sort of mentioned, I don't know how many of you are there when you were voting for our church name. So our session had put up two names because we wanted house of prayer for everyone. And and some of the elders said, people do not know what that is. 
and then put the church in there. So we had voted in our church. I think we, I think that we won, uh, we decided the house of prayer for everyone by like, I think 55 to like 45, something like that. Wow. So we ended up putting the church in there. You should have a whole house of prayer for everyone. So that's what I believe you have the plentiful, the meja in your church. <laughs> Wise men. Because I think that one of the things our elders are saying, people don't know what it is. They think it's cultic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By putting a church, you know, we are saying this is still a, a traditional nod, and I reluctantly gave in. I said, <laughs> Pastor Kim received the name of Hope Church in India. Oh, really? The, 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 the Christian really thought really was when God gave me that actually, what you showed about those uh, synagogues or 10 people gather, uh, gathering, the, the really point was that there was a ex medical doctor in India who mm-hmm. was going and planting churches all northern India. Mm-hmm. After that, he planted 2,000 church, house churches. And, and because in India, if you have a steeple, they will come and destroy it. And if you have a house churches, nobody, nobody will know. Mm-hmm. And so when God gave me the word house of prayer mm-hmm. for everyone, really was supposed to be not just one, but many houses of prayer. And in fact, like the, until the Constantine the Great, 313, because when I was in England, we had a team of historians, and I think we had 20 professors together. We discussed all together, and we gave one question. Have you ever found any mega church or big church until 313? And then we were very amazed, because we have archaeological discovery. We have the old debris and, you know, the, uh, the parchment, the parchment of the uh, archaeological uh, the artifact, and then you know, we we are not saved by verbally. We do really. Then when we come together, mm-hmm. there is no single mega church. Hundred mm-hmm. percent of all those churches mm-hmm. are house of prayer, mm-hmm. small church group meeting at the house or the just place, not a building. That's why today the the imagery. You know, we have buildings, like more than a members. I think that's unbiblical. Mm-hmm. You know, 300 years, they, they are doing it like a house to house. So we have completely lost the name of the church as a house of prayer. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I hope that that's why I said today, your church is very prophetic. That's correct. And then the apostle for by 90%, he started church at the gathering. What is that? The synagogues. By 90%. So your church here now at the gathering. But not the name alone. With all these Jewish members. <laughs> all these Messianic Jewish members. That's why I said to Reverend Kim, or oh, someday we want to fellowship together. You know, have the beautiful conversation together. <laughs> And your church is really prophetic. I think God given name. Yeah. Any, any other questions? Yeah, I, I actually yeah. have one. Um, you were talking about history of revival. Yes. I think it was Saturday night, right? Yes. Um, and you, you went over, you had a slide about uh, called like New Apostolic yes. Movement or something like that. Yes. Um, I think I've, I think if the, they are who I think they are, I think it's, is that the Toronto revival? Mm-hmm. And you said that there's um, some things you don't agree with them, but like I, I'm, I've been hearing a lot of their teachings. I've been 
mm. exposed to a lot of their teachings. So I'd, I'd like to know what you meant by that. And well, actually, to Toronto yeah. Blessing is a different case. Uh, let me, okay. let me yeah. say in 22nd, in 906, I just saw revival, it's the beginning of the classical Pentecostal movements. We call classical Pentecostal meaning signs and wonders, healing, speaking tongue, interpretation, all those things happening. We call classical. And then in 1959, we call the All Saint Church in California, in Anglican Communion. That's the Anglican Communion on the Easter Sunday. Pastor John Bennett asked members to pray together. They started speaking tongue. So that's a traditional denomination. But all of them received baptism of the Holy Spirit. So before that, only the classical Pentecostal denomination were experiencing it. But the background is the Wesleyans and the uh, Armenians and Presbyterians, the Reform, all different traditions, mostly holiness. But in 1959, from Dr. Dennis Bennett, that all the charismatic movements took place in the denominations, like in the Presbyterian Church, in the uh, Methodist Church, even in Southern Baptist Church. They reject, pastor reject, but members spoke in tongue. Mm -hmm. So that's why they were very, you know, like struggling. You know, how do you understand? Because pastor said there's no more cessation, meaning these all the revelations and uh, not the uh, supernatural revelation, meaning like revelatory signs, the signs and the gift of the Holy Spirit available today. But the Southern Baptist ministers reject members' experience a lot. So the 10 years ago, officially, Southern Baptists declare, we never neglect, deny, but eyes. We, we recognize members practicing speaking tongue. Okay. So this denominationally proclaimed. Now there is no more accusation. So however, that's all denomination things. So the beginning from in 1959. Mm -hmm. Along with that, in 1960s, Another movement occurred. That's the hippie movements. It's not a denomination. Right. It's we call, <laughs> we call it like, you know, uh, Calvary, you know, like the, from San Francisco down to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and then from Boston to uh, Atlanta, from Chicago downward to Alabama. Every campus in the United States on fire. So they received baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every campus they were able to receive. They are rebellious generation because they are the after World War II generation. But they are very rebellious, yet they became returning to the Lord. So that's the another one we call Jesus movement. It's a parallel to failures. So when go on, and then in 1975, another movement occurs. When Peter Agner at Fuller invite John Wimber. John Wimber never studied in theology. He's a lay leader. He never studied in the Bible. He never practiced in theology. He never entered any seminary. But Peter Wagner at Fuller invited him and as co-lecturer. So it was, a, the, the class name was Signs and Wonders. So that's when Saturday I said, don't misuse the name of Signs and Wonders. Because he used Signs and Wonders as miraculous healing and the miraculous healings and uh, something like that. I, I forgot. So that class, 
they practice together pray. And one African-American woman, they say, oh, shall we pray? She was demonized. And they cast out the evil spirit. That's a school of psychology and counseling. School of psychology and counseling. But you, know, you learn psychology, psychiatric things and others. But you know, the supernatural thing happened. Then the class became the revival class. Every time they prayed. Then what happened? This class, very famous, fully became famous all over the world. They went along. So this is another class called Church Cross Conference. So Church Cross Conference and class started another one. So John Wimber became very popular. So he created the movements we call the Binyat Christian Association. That's the actual, along with that, Toronto Blessing. John Arnott, John Wimber. John Arnott was the first disciple of John Wimber. When John Wimber moved to the Toronto, and so actually he started actually upstate New York, and then he moved up to Toronto. So that area, upstate New York, and all that those area, is revival happened. So the first time when they seeing it, classical Pentecostal movements, and then Spanish one we call the charismatic movements, along with Jesus movements, there is no difference. Classical Pentecostal movement is apart from mainline denomination. Charismatic inside of denomination. Same thing happening. But John Wimber's one is different. Because there is healing. They, there are kind of miracle signs happening. There are divine healings and all those things. But in addition to that, barking, crawling, and then yelling, and slaying in the spirit, this never experienced before. But the slain spirit many times. Jonathan Edwards, Charles Finney, so many, thousand times. But barking, crawling, sometimes, you know, all those different ways of this. So we cannot distinguish what's going on over here. So Peter Wagner said, this group is called third wave. First wave is classical Pentecostal. Charismatic second wave. And then John Im verse 1 is the third wave. <coughs> So the third wave is so-called the Binyat movement, independent, interdenominational, and every indigenous group all over the world follow this pattern. Then in 1995, when Peter Wagner retired from Fuller, he created the New Apostolic Association with Dutch Schertz and Bill Hamon and the others, Rick Riding, Rick Joyner, and then the, uh, many others, writings and all many. So there are many others. So he created, this is another one. This is apostolic, meaning there are fivefold ministry in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, 12 to 13. So you are called to uphold the church ministry as the first one, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So fivefold ministry, we have been focused on pastor and teaching and evangelist. We never focus on prophet and apostles. So who are the apostles? Who are the prophets? Because classical never pay attention on prophet. Charismatic never pay attention to prophet and apostles. So is it the right time to restore apostolate, meaning office of apostles, and then office of prophet? But pastors, teachers, evangelists, no nominator, meaning 
No authority given the name. But we don't know who are called shepherd at the time. We don't know who are called evangelists. They're self-doing. But now, apostles given by Jesus because he appointed 12 apostles. Meaning of the apostles is being sent. Being sent meaning is together the gathering. Ecclesia is coming out of the assembly. That's Ecclesia. That's a gathering. When you gather together and Jesus sent out, that's apostles. So this is twofold ministry. If you see the synagogue, if you see gathering, house of prayer, you gather here. When you go out, Jesus sent out. That's apostle meaning. Apostle being sent out. So that's Jesus sent out. When Jesus arrived, he appointed 12 only, never appointed 70 or others. So if you say today the apostles, who's Jesus is there? No one knows. And then Peter Wagner organized it, and he made 12 elders of the group, and 12 elders group appointed first apostles. And then out of the first apostles, make the 12 apostles. 12 apostles appoint regional continental apostles. It created a chaotic situation all over the world. Because Latin America and in Africa hunger to have higher title. Because apostles under the leadership, presbyter, presbyter, presbyter same synonym of overseer. It can be called overseer, it can be called presbyter, it can be called elder. Same word. However, we, because of translation problem, sometimes we use overseer, sometimes we use bishop, sometimes we use as the elder. Same meaning. However, when you see elder, bishop, different. This is not the Bible problem. This is our language problem. So, he, he, you know, we create a denomination. So bishop is okay, but apostle is not. Because Jesus is not there. So that's why they criticizing the office of the apostles. And that's, you know, theological concern. When classical Pentecostal movements occurred, William Seymour named his mission Apostolic Faith Mission. What does it mean, the apostolic? It's not the office of apostolic following office of apostles. That's apostolic. Adjective. It's an amazing name. That's very biblical. No confusion. But when Peter Wagner took the name apostle itself, Entire Christianity divided into different areas. So that's, you know, I think that's created the problem. Number two, the prophets. The prophets sometimes, because the Bible says, the church of Jesus Christ founded on the word of apostles and prophet. That's what Titus says. Because the Bible and the church Founded on the apostles and prophets. So two pillars. Therefore, it's not the normal like a pastor is okay, teach okay. But apostles and prophets are very, very different. So therefore, when you create a prophet, it's creating another problem. Mm-hmm. Theological problem. So, you know, who knows? So I, I'm not going to judge. But I want to avoid this uh, theological dispute. Because in my opinion, the prophetic is better. Mm-hmm. Reverend Kukim says that this church is a property. Mm-hmm. But what is the difference? Some prophet says our church is divine. 
that's a heretic. But if you say this church is prophetic, 100% biblical. Same as like an apostolic prophetic. So we don't have any problem. Everyone like it. So I think you are so wise. <laughs> I think this is really helpful because uh, a lot of some a lot of Asian churches, especially Korean churches, having issues with neo apostolic movement. They have issues, and, and they some uh, uh, have issues that they are there for dating. Or I have is this pop group with them. All those things come, and a lot of Korean churches have been writing letters, or writing articles, and this is it's important to discern what is the issue. And often mm. people do not know what the issue is. Mm. Now you have what the issue is. Mm. Yeah. I saw something very similar actually happen in our area a number of years ago mm -hmm. when Dr. Elijah came. At the same time, Che An came. Mm -hmm. Che An is very high in that new apostolic movement. He came out mm -hmm. in our area and gathered the pastors and said, hey, you know, God is... And he <coughs> literally said that one of the pastors in that area you are an apostle, and I give you my mantle. A lot of pastors had a reverse, uh, a very uh, bad reaction. Mm -hmm. Who the heck are you to say he's an apostle? Right. Yeah. Who is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's nobody. Right. And, and, and why? And as, and because you are putting hierarchy of things. So people have a lot of issues. And I, don't, I don't say, I don't want to tell who he mentioned. When I, but just it's in, because mm -hmm. I know the chaos they created, they divided the churches. Yeah. Helpful to know uh, we can discern. I think that maybe this is a, maybe the last question that can maybe can lead into time of prayer. Mm -hmm. The question that I had was, if you are Jesus, I receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit. You will be my witnesses mm -hmm. into all the regions, into the ends of, end of, ends of the earth. That, and, that, and that, if you ask really his command, how do we grow in that really is the issue. How do we really grow in that power authority Christ has given us? And, and that how do we become uh, uh, more faithful in that being a witness? I think that will be the question that we need to be asking every time. And that's really the, and, and we can do that in a few minutes and we can spend some time praying for that. Mm -hmm. It will be really helpful. What do you think, You are the leader. Some of our um, people here um, have wonderful history. Uh, with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. able to invite the Holy Spirit into their everyday lives, able to hear. We're all growing in it, but they have a history of it. Some individuals here have almost no mm -hmm. experience with the Holy Spirit yeah. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So I think tonight, if um, you know, we'll just do a song, let's do a song or two, let's enter into a time of worship, mm -hmm. when we have a time of a prayer, yeah. and I don't know if Elijah, it would be possible for us to have some time where you can pray for some of our people mm -hmm. here to just open up just kind of Holy Spirit activity in people's lives some of us I just felt like there was promotion available for us today uh, for some of us and so I don't yeah may, may I suggest the yeah, different ways yeah. today because we are practicing mm -hmm. so I want to give you more opportunity to experience mm -hmm. same thing that I do like what timer said don't give fish but teach them how to catch fish yeah. mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to pray one by one, but I want you to have same power. Million times than I have. Billion times than I have. Want you to have that. So therefore, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to be dancing. If you, the greater than 
You know, I'm nothing. However, then me, oh, I will give a cloud offering unto the Lord. So I hope that I can help you. I can assist you how to help that. So based upon the questions what Reverend Q. Kim gave, that's a very profound question. I think ordinary people cannot give that question. How do we grow in spirit? How do we have uh, maturity in the spirit? How do we have the uh, follow-up in the Holy Spirit? How do we have much more uh, development in our lives? And you know what? Do you remember the Spirit of the Lord is like winds and oils and, you know, water, power, fire? Can't you remember? Same thing happened. So when we drink water, maybe two or three hours okay. After that, we are becoming thirsty again. We drink again, we drink again. When we eat, and after one meal sessions, we, be, we feel hungry. So the Bible says, thirst for power, hungry for the power. And you're still hungry. We never, never be fed enough. But in the eyes of the Lord, you become fully grown. So there are three levels of growth. Number one, infant age. Number two, adulthood. Number three is the last stage. So the infanthood meaning is cared by someone. You cannot grow yourself. Therefore, someone pray for, someone care for, someone teach Bible and growing. That's the infanthood. Adulthood, I study together. I yearning together. I am longing together. And I am. That's the only we call the growth. Then after that, no more growth. What is that? Fermentation. We call maturity. Inwardly. Outside is not changing. But the innermost being becoming beautiful. Outside is not growing. But our meekness, gentleness, kindness, you know, self-control, love, uh, you know, sweetness, forgiveness. So many good things. We never focus before when we grow. Oh, I want to learn, I want to learn, 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 grow. And after that, we're coming into the higher level. That's a maturity. We know how to love. We know how to forgive. We know how to accept. We know how to apologize. Even publicly confessing is not easy. Only mature people can do that. So the maturity stage, we become like Christ. In theological term, Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness is where the fullest of the Holy Spirit is available. Three stages. The first stage of the infanthood, Holy Spirit is just anointing. Because we call the infilling stage. When you grow up enough, not infilling. The stage we call embodiment. Another meaning empowerment. This stage empowerment needed. We need gift. We need a lot of talents. Others. We are greedy. It's okay for the Lord. Become greedy because we want more. Because this is stage embodiment. And on the last days, Christ likeness. This is what imitating Christ, humility, humbleness, and then you know, lowering ourselves before the many people. We become nothing. We become nobody, yet Christ lives in me. I am living in Christ. So today, you said to Brother Richard, 
Not many of us, you know, some of them experience the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you are, you are very wondering, oh, only why, 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 why Pastor Kim is not going to pray for me? You are waiting for me. That's not the way. Because everyone can have power. Everyone can have anointing. You know, I am nothing. I am just assistant to you. So I will give you a clue how, how, you know. But before this, how many of you want to be uh, anointed by the Holy Spirit? How many of you want to have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit tonight? And then how many of you are speaking tongue? Uh, how, how many of you are speak, uh, interpreting speaking tongue? Two. Reverend King. Okay, so you and I, the rivals. Okay. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do together. We'll do together. I will show you. I will show you. How many of you have the power of divine healing? How many, how many have uh, power of the discerning spirit? How many of you have the... Uh, What if we're not sure? <laughs> okay, like that's why you are not sure. That's my question. Sometimes some of these happen in the mission field. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why, like Reverend came me, we can help. We can help you. And then, not only for us, you will take this leadership also. So they continue to pass down to every believer here. Because every time when there is question, Always get back to the Bible. Please, don't go away from the Bible. Always turning our focus on the Bible. So here, very critical issues in the Corinthian church to us. Because no any manifestation that has discussed. Likewise, what Apostle Paul said in the Corinthian church. Not in Athens, not in Ephesian church. There are all other issues. But the only handful issues in Corinthians. Because that's the city of the idolatry. That's the city of the supernatural. That's the city of the mythology. Supernatural is always happening there. And there are cases of adultery. There are division. There are so many issues. It's some people speaking tongue, but they don't know how to interpret. Some people are doing others, but they don't know. Apostle Paul fails to classify all those things. Therefore, the very simple things. There are three areas. Number one, when you are in the stage of the infant, don't be upset if somebody is going to help you. Because if, if you don't know how to speak in tongue, absolutely you need somebody need to pray for you. We need others' prayer. We need to help and receive generously. And then, then you will grow up. Then when you grow up, your willingness, your desire, Lord, I want a lot more. I want to get more. And then whatever you pray, you will receive it. Because you know how to get it. That's the stage, the growth stage. And the mature, maturity stage, you know, that time you need a meditation, long-term period, seems like you're weary, you're tired, yet you get into deeper, deeper, greater, greater, wonderful, like your church. You feel tired, yet there's still presence of the Lord. So therefore, you know, we know these three stages. So you are all different. So tonight, I'm not going to ask you singing and then, oh, Holy Spirit, touch me, touch me. No, no, not, not that way. We'll follow Corinthian way. You never happened before. So the Corinthian way is like when we pray, like I think we start first speaking tongue. The Paul says, when you speak tongue, please 
don't pray alone because you have to pray in public. Another meaning, you pray in speaking tongue in the congregation, before the congregation, because you do not know what you pray. So therefore, someone has to interpret. The other one has to verify so that three people can verify one another. So we'll do. Reverend Kim and I, someone will do. I think I misunderstood. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. So, okay, let me give you one question. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone of you who has any uh, spirit the interpretation in speaking tongue? Do you have? Can anyone interpret tongues? So I accept, <laughs> but I am very discouraged. <laughs> I thought that we will do it together. I think there are times I understand what it is about, yeah. but I don't clearly understand. I know what. Yeah. But we will work together. I think you know because I know he has a lot of gifting. So, but then we are working together. So that's the one. We'll start first speaking tongues. There are a lot of mysteries. Because the, uh, in, in Acts chapter 2, the first gift is speaking tongue. Then later on, nine times in the book of Acts, nine times. The first one is Senosalaya, only in chapter 2. Eight, Glossolalia, speaking in tongue. Chapter 2, speaking in other language, Senosalalia. Two different speaking tongues. So one is like a Chinese, Korean, speaking in other languages. That's in Book of Acts Others, they don't understand. Apostle Paul talk about this speaking tongue, like we call, you know, you do not know what you pray. <coughs> Therefore, there is a secret. When you're speaking tongue, I hope that if you don't mind, Reverend Kim and I will just manifest a little bit. Reverend Kim, can you come forward? <laughs> I believe he's a good friend of mine. Thank you. <laughs> this is Korean way. This is okay. This is Korean way, okay? Yeah. Okay. Don't believe we are... <laughs> yes. Because we want to help you. We want to help you. This church must be growing up. So... Now, I, I, just, I want you to know, this is something you have never seen trained in. I, I, I need to just give a little, little bit of setting because I think a lot of us sometimes seen gifts come. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to work through it, how to think through how to develop it. So you know where he's helping us to see how to do this, developing, and you know, it's almost like a experiment, experiment, ex, experimental ways, okay, mm-hmm. here. So please observe, okay, this is important. Yes. I believe one in three of you today already had gift of interpretation. All of the problems, we never practice according to the Corinthian way. Because it's like, simply to say, when you communicate in English, no problem. When one Chinese comes in, you don't understand. That's why, but you are hearing Chinese. If someone understands a little bit, some interpreting, someone completely understands available to interpret well. Many of us, when we pray in speaking tongue, sometimes we understand what we are praying. Not complete, not perfect, but we sense like I'm crying. Sometimes I'm tired. 
Sometimes when you're speaking tongue, Lord, complain. Sometimes when you're speaking tongue, murmuring. You feel like that. These already, these people already like, you know, you hear Chinese three years already they understand. Same thing. When you hear speaking tongue, many of us already have this gift. But never have any opportunity to practice. That's why I'm gonna speak in tongue, some word. Anything, even one percent, if you feel it, with the Reverend Kim. He and I will converse first, pure one. And if you feel it, don't be hesitating. Like we do the same things, please understand. If I slowly say, how are you? And then you will say, ni hao ma. Someone say, annyeonghaseyo. The simple word, we detect. If you don't detect, oh, it seems like greeting. So you can detect that. Speaking tongue is not difficult. Because spirit discerns. So when we say, this is a great secret. When you're tired, when you're discouraged, when you're disappointed, all the time when we also cast out evil spirit, this is so powerful. This is so powerful and very prophetic in front of congregation. Paul said, when you interpret, it becomes a prophecy Amen. to the church. They're amazing. We are hungering the word of the Lord. We want to listen to the Lord. And then through all of us, the Lord is speaking. That's why we can do that. And you know, Elijah can stay only one day, but spirit can live forever. So I want to be one helper to you. So I will simply say one speaking tongue, Reverend King, and then please just listen. And then anyone can say it's okay. And you can detect. No. And then second chance, you're speaking tongues, whatever you pray. That's long, but three sentences. <laughs> Very long. So anyone can say what any any imagine any 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 love idea what you hear. Because my first one I made mistake. Very profound vocabulary there. So even me, oh why did I pray like that? And anyway, very a lot. But for Reverend Kim's one, if you record that, you know, I can see that there are amazing sentences there. The first one is like almost Hebrew. Praise be to our God. Glorify to his name. Glorify his name. Third one, there is destiny for the house of prayer for all our church. I was surprised. Three sentences. So, then he's... (laughs) Please, listen carefully. Even many of us, we practice together. So don't be afraid because God is generous. God is amazing. You know, he will give you more. So I will, I, I will pray first, but I will say very simple word. Oh, that seems difficult for it. And then you, your turn. I know you always give simple word. Hallelujah. Wow. But anyone can sense and what whatever. Our God designed this meeting tonight. Amen. That's just that's the first sentence. There are two sentences. Second sentence, disciples here will be greater master someday. 
because spirit of the Lord is here. That's a second sentence. It's a prophecy lady. So, but some of you here are like, oh, we are living in the spiritual place. Some of you feel it. It's a beginning point of interpretation. So that's why when you're speaking tongue, listen carefully to your speaking tongue. So, and then he and I will speak some, but uh, maybe I try a lady uh, conversation with Germans and Italians and English. And sometimes I don't speak other languages. I always conversation, had conversation with uh, other people in speaking tongue. And then we wrote down together in speaking tongue. We completely communicate. Yes. Are you able to, because you're, you're able to interpret your own tongue. Yes. Can you, can you speak in tongue according to what you want to say? If I try. If I try, but it's difficult. Okay. Very difficult. I can try. Yeah. But if I try, like, okay. that's what I made it. When we're trying to interpret, we're not trying to hear what you're saying. Because what you're saying is what you're saying. We're trying to, in our spirit, trying to get an understanding of what the spirit is. Right. Your what that's actually physically coming out of your mouth doesn't matter. It's what. Oh no no no. Sometimes the verbal words, although the sounds are different, there is a synonym, there is the vowel consonants, there is a word, there is sometimes phrase, there is sentence. Okay. Very carefully. Even every pause, there is period. There is a whole sentence there. Mm-hmm. Although you say like a standa da 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 da, the same words. Yes. But you see, there is the musical tone. Sanda da 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 da. Same things like the long sound, short sound, silent sound. There is meaning already there. So when we speak in tongues, and even though we might feel like we are saying the same phrase mm-hmm. over and over again, there is different, we are saying different things. Yeah. And also your word will be different next year. Mm-hmm. Keep on changing. Okay. So 10 years ago, you, you, you were able to speak in tongue. And then, you know, nowadays, there's a different one. It's the sounds conveys meaning. Mm-hmm. However, it's not because of the sound. Yeah. Because of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So everyone has the same spirit. You are able to detect. Mm-hmm. Not because of sounds. Please pay attention to the spirit. It's like whenever Reverend Kim speaks in tongue, I feel like the first one is like the flow to my ear. Because sometimes prophecy, sometimes education, sometimes text message, you know, all those things. Even in your church, when I pray, you know, I can see the different levels of the gift there. Because I want to help, but, you know, many people lined up. So today is the case. We will do it, but if you are willing, I can help you. So that you have to listen more. And then when suddenly you are able to listen your first, your speaking tongue, and don't hesitate, come to Reverend King, and then I hope to pray together. Because, you know, today only one, but next time 10 people, 10 people verify together. Next time 20 people verify together. It's amazing thing happen. Because... You know, it's not difficult. It's not difficult. But one by one. So, can I help you? Yes. Would you come? Okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But first one, I'm not going to translate. Yeah. Because I want to let you flow up. Okay. So that everyone can feel it. Okay. 
Then the statue, yeah. and then when I refrain to say, if I ask one by one, would it be okay? Sure. <laughs> so you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Anyone can smell it? Out of his mouth, like prayers coming out. Beautiful fragrance. It's the first time, you know, when you see, even not from that mouth, not a physical human, but it's like a spiritual fragrance, number one. But can you, can you sense anything what you said? Any word. If you know this one, you have already gift. One word. Reverence? No. That's what I said. But he's speaking tongue. P. People. Praise. Prayer. Praise. Praise to our God. How great is He? His presence is amazing in our place. So He's continually praising God. The, the main topic is praise. So can you say that? And then you can detect more because it's a very beautiful musical tone. So can you? My beautiful people, you are listening to me. My beautiful people, I want you to grow. My love. My kindness are more than enough. I will let you grow. I will let my gift flow into you. And I will make you great. You are my men and women. And I am so delightful to give my commandments. My son and daughter. You are in the place of destiny tonight. And your church will start new momentum. There is no more like this today, the church of the Hof. Because this church will be known to many nations and be a breaking power to the enemy and also discipling many people from the world. My servants, Kim, is always listening to me. And many other sons and daughters collaborating together. You are eager to receive my gift. And I want to give you my spirit. Beloved, receive my power. Beloved, receive my power. More and more I want to give. And greater and greater I want to give. You are my chosen people. This is interpretation. But some of you, I hope that you can feel it. You can feel it. Sister, can you come? Yes, can you come? Thank you. I hope that you... So because I want to try one more. So that when you sense, if you feel like you know, you, you're translating with me together... And then sometimes you can immediately, oh, some perfectly understand. I experience a lot. Therefore, let's think we are praying together. But don't say, listen. But it seems like we pray together. Okay? You are called to be holy. You are called 
to be holy to the nation. Get rid of the adultery and lustful mind. And repent your sin. Don't addict it in the pornography and sexuality. The many of you are addicted in the immorality. I am grieved because of your sins. How many of you continually sin again and again and again? I am grieved. My children, how many times did I tell you that your hearts are stubborn? You listen but never do it again. I want to soften your heart now. My spirit is whispering to you, to everyone one by one. And I am seeing amazing things. This sister brings radiance of the whiteness. It's a lady. She is in the presence of the Lord now. So, so awesome. She is in trembling. Okay, shall we pray together, brethren? The form is not important, whether you're kneeling down, ask of God, Lord, forgive my sin first, cleansing my sins, and make me bold enough to get rid of sins, stop sinning, but be holy. And one more thing that I want to say, the many of you want to see sometimes supernatural things. Sometimes, like, you want to see God to heaven, Sometimes you want to see something happen. So today I see three people here in this church. It's already open in spirit. It's able to see something, but never diagnosed by somebody. They say, I want to help you. But in my opinion, my wife was able to see a lot when I met her at the age of 27. But when I was a child, I was able to see a lot. But I said, the Lord, remove all this gifting. So he took out. <coughs> then I was not able to see it. And then, then when I met my wife, I started once again to pray. The Lord, return the giftings that you have given before back to me. So it took more than 17 years. It's a gradual. <coughs> so I learned always Bible. And then, like, Apostle Paul, when he was on the way to Rome, and the ship he was on board wrecked on the sea. And then he met Jesus. He met angels communicating. Even in Philippi, he saw the angels came down. Even Peter in Jerusalem, angel came down. So I didn't know this is real. But in my life, gradually, I was able to communicate. I was able to see I was able to go up to heaven. I was able to see the evil spirit, <coughs> demons, and others. So if you do pray with a spiritually eye opening, it's going to be wonderful. Therefore, uh, when I touch several one of you, 
I will call you to help. But if you are voluntary wishing, I can help you too. But the sister, can you come up, come forward? Yes. Because when I touch her, there is something happening. That's why, yes. And you know you are very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, would you stand here before them? The number one, when we pray together, sometimes, not always, when we pray, you sense like your body is like wrapped up by the lights. Like my body is so light. Sometimes, not always, when you deep in prayer, you feel like I'm in the lights. How many of you feel like that? Yeah, many of your spiritual awakening. That's the first phenomena you saw. So you become, you're coming into the light because this is a full light now. But like you, you recognize others do not see because of the physical light. But we have full rights of the spirit. Second thing is, not only our senses see the light, second is sensing the presence, like trembling, sometimes like from the head to down, like it's like something feeling it. How many of you have experienced like that before? Yes, many of you, especially when I pray for her. <laughs> What happened to you? <laughs> she has wonderful spiritual sense. Because her body was shh, like shaking. It's very sensitive. Very sensitive. When their power comes, power encounters. My physical hands are physical. But when I become a channel, the power comes through. Only the, the spiritual people can sense it. She was sensing and just she was awakened. And and, and, and the many times in a dream there's a vegetation. Many times in prayer she's seeing it. But no one tell. That's why tonight uh, I call out. So, I will show you one. Then what's going to happen to you two? So, I want to, Reverend Kim and the Brother Richard to help her. 